This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Dave McCann. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Thursday, December 23rd, inching closer to Christmas Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is ready to air his grievances, Dave McCann. Happy Festivus, everyone. <laughs> you we can left, start with me, Dave. We left the poll in the crawl space because we got a lot to talk about today. Oh, man. This is like, this is a loaded show. It's almost like Christmas two days before Christmas. Yes. Uh, we hope there are no grievances with all of you after today's show because, yeah. as you mentioned, Dave, an A-list guest lineup, including Pro Football Hall of Famer, NFL uh, Super Bowl champion and MVP Steve Young joins us on the anniversary of the 1983 Holiday Bowl Dramatics. And what does he think about Kalani Sataki's extension and what it means for BYU moving into the Big 12? Also, what advice would he give to Tyler Algier as BYU star running back weighs his decision on whether to go pro or come back to BYU for one more year? Plus, she's a member of the United States women's national soccer team. Ashley Hatch and her golden boot join us and BYU continues their holiday hoops run in Hawaii. Now bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. That's a hat trick of good things right? that you just mentioned. BYU men's basketball beat South Florida last night 54-39 to in the Diamond Head Classic. Cougars had 48 rebounds in the win. Caleb Lawner had a career-high 14. Gideon George, 11 points, three big threes. Fusini Traore, each, uh, he had 11 points. This was an ugly game. It was like a fruitcake that your neighbor brought over, and you're just kind of like, well, I'm just going to nibble on it. <laughs> but it but it just sits there. That's what that game did the whole time. And then and BYU pulled ahead late. Uh, South Florida plays a strange style of basketball. Vanderbilt tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern time on BYU Radio, ESPNU. BYU will need to play a little bit better. It's going to be a much different game. Sure. Vanderbilt features the SEC preseason player of the year, Scotty Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen Jr.? There you go. As long as there's not a Michael Jordan Jr., I like BYU's chances tonight. BYU wide receiver Neil Pau has declared for the 2022 NFL Draft and will forego a fifth year with that COVID exemption. Powell, before his season-ending injury against Idaho State, had 46 catches, 526 yards, and six TDs. 123 catches in his career, almost 1,500 yards, and 13 touchdowns at BYU. Powell joins James Empey as the other player currently from BYU's team this year to declare for the NFL draft. Good luck, Neil. T.J. Haas led the Lakeland Magic with 25 points last night. They lost to the Salt Lake Stars in the G League. Haas, 10.4 points per game with the Magic. He's got a beard going. This is a new man. Hey, with all of the COVID madness happening in the NBA, maybe TJ gets the call up to the Orlando Magic. We're going to start calling him Big Red. Good grief. (laughs) Big game last night. Nice job, TJ. The Washington Spirit NWSL champions have signed their star forward and BYU alumna Ashley Hatch, who will join us later in the program, to a new two-year deal. Hatch scored 10 goals in the regular season, more than any other player in the National Women's Soccer League, and claimed the golden boot during the playoffs. scored a game-winner against North Carolina to help propel them onto that championship run. Ashley Hatch joining us later. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, from one football, yes, soccer football, to the other 
football on the gridiron, Dave. As we look at the entire BYU football season just before Christmas and ask ourselves this question, what did we learn this season about what BYU football needs to do to get themselves truly ready for Big 12 inclusion when that happens in the late summer, early fall of 2023? We saw the starters are ready for the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Uh, we saw that the backups are not ready for the Big 12. So I circle three areas that were revealed down the stretch of the season, and certainly Georgia Southern, we saw a lot of it, and then in, in the bowl game, and even USC when we had a hard time stopping them. We depth at linebacker. After losing our three best, uh, we didn't have a lot left. We need depth at the defensive line and depth at the offensive line. As I mentioned yesterday, the offensive line was more like a snow globe situation. Every day, every week, you just, well, let's turn upside down and see who's going to start. Defensive line, they were in and out. Guys were banged out. We, we need, we need uh, a first wave, and, then, and we need a second wave. You know, Utah, for example, has built a second wave of players. So they arrive late in the season. Finally, it used to be this way, they're playing their best football and they're healthy. They got a chance to go play in a big game. BYU arrived here at the end of the season, banged up, not healthy, lose to a third-place team in Conference USA. You called them the walking wounded. The walking wounded. So that's what I think. I, there weren't, BYU's not built for a big bowl right now. It, right now, with the exception of last year, and last year we didn't play any P5s, as we play P5 teams, we usually didn't get out of September before being maimed. Uh, this year we got through October. Sure. Uh, we didn't lose Wilgar until November. Uh, we'd already lost Peely and Ellis and, and a couple of those guys. But, but, but by the time we got into November in the bowl game, you know, it was a totally different team. Sure, the wear and tear finally took its toll. And that totally different team cannot win the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma State or the Fiesta Bowl. It, it's a blessing that we're not in the Fiesta sure. Bowl this year. You know what's fantastic about joining the Big 12? And there are many things, including the financial boost, sure. obviously, yeah. competition, competing for conference championships. But the fact that BYU can now structure their early season schedule very differently than years previous as an independent. Instead of playing four Power 5 teams. You're going to see Southern Utah. Yes. Yeah. Typically those four Power 5 teams are like mid to upper tier within their respective conferences. Uh, take, for example, next year. And, and even we feel like there is some balance to next year's schedule, but BYU still plays Baylor and Oregon in September. Yeah, That's rough. They open to South Florida. Okay, whatever. But Baylor and Oregon back-to-back, and then you got to come back and take on Utah State, who's no pushover. They're coming off an 11-2 season. It's a tough grind early in September. So BYU's not going to have to do that anymore when they get into the Big 12. Southern Utah, Dixie State, Weber Idaho State. State, Weber State, whatever. You will have the what we think will be an ABC schedule. You'll have one A opponent at a conference. Okay, you could have an Oregon or a Baylor. I mean, technically Baylor will be in BYU's conference, so you can have an Oregon yeah. or a Utah. And then you have some options. Play an FCS team, play a middle of the pack Mountain West Conference, play Colorado State, whatever. It's going to be different before you get into the grind. So hopefully that will help alleviate some of these injuries, Dave. And you recently wrote an article in the Deseret News that pointed out all of the injuries yeah. that BYU went through, and they still made their way to a 10-win season. And, and we're in the top 20 most of the season. And they'll probably still be yes. in the top 20. We'll see. They'll certainly be in the top 25. They're not going to drop 12 spots. What tricks the fan a little bit, I think, is, um, is the team comes out of the locker room and they're wearing the same uniforms. And they look just like the team that came out of the locker room against Utah, Arizona State, Washington State. Uh, and, and, and yet they're not. 
they look the same because it's the Royal Tops and whatever. It's a totally different team. Sure. And, and that's why that team couldn't beat UAB. And that's why the other team that looked just like them in the same uniforms went 5-0 and against the Pac-12. Man. Yeah. And, again, the sting is real from the Independence Bowl. But this team, this team right here we saw up against Utah, that was a totally different team that we just saw last week. Per, yes. Personnel-wise. Including the quarterback. Yeah. You don't start your quarterback, Jaron Hall, who is out. Uh, Neil Pau not playing, who was declared for the NFL draft. Harris Lachance was back but played limited minutes on the offensive. James Empey's out. Isaac out Rex is out. Isaac Rex, your starting tight end is Gunner done. Romney's got a bad knee. This is, it's just such a battle of attrition and injuries. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned Keenan Peely and Keenan Ellis. BYU was kind of maimed in September because both of those guys went out in the first two games. Yeah. Arguably, they were BYU's two most polished, best defenders overall. And your then best the other linebacker one, and your best defensive back, gone. And the then season. the other one was Will Gar, and he's out. Unbelievable. Wait till you hear Steve Young's advice for Tyler Algier. Okay, yeah. That's coming up, because Algier survived it all somehow. Yeah. But... You know, he's got a decision to make. How's that for tease? So, yes, um, trying to transition a better schedule so you can stay healthier. That'll happen naturally when BYU gets mm-hmm. into the Big 12. But building depth. Depth was tested more so than ever before this year. And BYU, for the most part, Dave, responded like, I mean, champions of the gridiron. It yeah. was amazing. They managed to extend the depth through October. Got to go through November. Yes. You got a year to get ready. And it's probably going to take a little longer than that. A year to get it ready. But when you do that, you are good all 12 weeks. Now you're competing for a Big 12 championship. The lifeblood of a program starts and ends with recruiting. And already we're seeing an uptick in that with BYU being invited to the Big 12. Let's transition now to our question of the day. Because we are two days away from Christmas, and one of us is wearing an extremely questionable sweater. The other is wearing a much more understandable sweater. (laughs) Uh, we are thinking about the holidays and Santa Claus. Our question of the day, what do you want Santa Claus to bring BYU Athletics on Christmas Day? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Speaking of sweaters, Lauren underscore J underscore Smith tweets in, I've never wanted a sweater like I want a sweater like Spencer Linton is wearing today on BYU Sports Nation. It's an explosion of royal. That's what that is. <laughs> it's an absolute thing of beauty, Lauren says. I appreciate that, Lauren. This is this sweater is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm excited to hear what Steve Young has to say about it. <laughs> yeah, he has an opinion. I like the royal with the Navy backdrop in the okay. South Championship banner because that blends that blends everything we got going all on. All shades of blue. All shades. Studio all shades of blue. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to send in your Christmas wishes from Santa Claus for BYU Athletics. Coming up, Ashley Hatch has had herself quite a month. And she's going to join us in just a bit. We get ready for the holidays, and she's thinking about the World Cup. And yes, Dave, as you mentioned, Steve Young joins the program next. His advice for Tyler Algier and how he views the BYU football season in 2021 overall. Stay with us. Can't miss show on the way. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen tonight as BYU Hoops takes on Vanderbilt in the second round of the Diamond Head Classic in Honolulu. Coverage begins with Cougar pregame live at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Greg Rubel on the call, 10 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and the app. You can also watch it on ESPNU. 
Listen, Greg Rebell and Mark Durant can have Honolulu and Hawaii over the holidays because, Dave, we're here in Studio B, and we now welcome in Steve Young, former BYU quarterback, all-time college football great, NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Steve, happy holidays to you. Thanks for hanging out with us as we near Christmas. I I guess it, it brings up a question because today, December 23rd, is 38 years to the day of when you oh caught the unforgettable pass from Eddie Stinnett and danced into the end zone to beat Missouri. When I say 38 years ago, what comes to mind? 38 years. That's not, I can't, that's what comes to mind. I'm like, no way. 38. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm I, I forget about the game right now. The years is just like, it makes no sense to me, <laughs> but uh, I guess we have to, we have to, we have to own it. I don't know what to say about it, but yeah, I mean, that game, I was telling you guys before that, like we've been, we, I played in two holiday bowls now and I've uh, been around four and, you know, and getting killed by Ohio state. And I was like, Oh no, and we didn't play well against. I didn't think we were playing that well against Missouri. I wasn't against Missouri. And I'm like, Oh no, you can't lose two holiday bowls. You can't, you can't even go home. Don't you, you can't go back to pro. You gotta, you have to stay in San Diego the rest of your life. You can't <laughs> lose two holiday bowls. And I remember thinking like, we got to get something done here. And I remember the desperation of that play at the end of the game. And Norm Chow, I remember we would go to the sidelines at the timeout. He goes, okay, run. I, I can't remember what he called it. It was, uh, you know, a sweep right special or something like that. And Eddie, so I go back in the huddle and Eddie said, now I go, Eddie, we're going to run that thing where you throw it, you know, you throw it back to me. He goes, what? What are you, what, what are you talking about? I go, remember we run that, we practiced that one time where we, you know, you know, like, and everyone, the offensive line were like, Eddie, you know, you, you take the sweep and then you throw it back to Steve. He's like, ah, I don't know. You're, what? I'm like, Eddie, just, just, I'm going to hand it to you. You start and then you throw it back to me. It's not hard, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, how's this going to go? And, uh, and then <laughs> we run the play and Bobby Bell, all American linebacker is right there. And I'm like, oh, this is disaster. <laughs> and Bobby Bell and I saw him uh, recently about it. He goes, I can't, you know, all those years, that's all I think about. Because he, I mean, how he missed it and didn't run it in for a touchdown himself. Like it had, it went right through his hands, right through, like, and I almost missed it because I thought Bobby had it. You know what I mean? Like, I like, what, this is mine. And then uh, after that, obviously it was just, it was amazing and, you know, incredible. And I, I didn't, I, I, I've been excited in my life a few times, like where I was like outside of myself, but that was probably the most uh, I've ever, that's the most probably in my whole life where I just, <laughs> kind of, I didn't know my reaction was whatever. I don't know what it was. I don't know what you call it. I don't know what I, it was like one of those things where your brain is completely now gone and this is what we're doing. And uh, yeah, I look at it every time when I see that highlight, I'm like, that's weird. That's how <laughs> you're doing. It's the Steve five, Young dance. It's a five alarm jig in the <laughs> in the end zone. Five alarm. It's a ten alarm jig. Steve, it in that was, game, uh, in that game, you you threw a touchdown pass, you ran for a touchdown, and then you caught the game winning touchdown. There were only three touchdowns in the game. You're the only quarterback in school history uh, to ever do that. Uh, afterwards, did any of the guys get after you? There had to have been at least one that that at least expected you to share the touchdowns. Sure, I'm sh- and I'm sure it was Kozlowski, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm sure that oh, any of those guys. But I, we, uh, uh, no, I don't think anyone really kind of figured that out. Um, I, 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 they were used to me doing kind of weird stuff. You know, I was, I was always running around too much, and 
you know, it was kind of fun though, to think about over the years, uh, hearing that, that was kind of cool. Like, wow. Cause I don't think I ever caught another touchdown pass my whole career. Hmm. So that was the only one I ever caught in my whole life. And that's pretty cool. Steve Young is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're discussing the 1983 Holiday Bowl. And, Steve, I feel like because it's the holiday season, it is festivist. You probably have some grievances with the fact that we always bring up the Baylor game that year. So we would like to formally apologize, and and we're not going to talk about Baylor. We're just going to talk about – this is Steve, this is an olive branch from the guys. I, I suggest you take it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe that this Baylor, and I'm going to double down now because we're down at Baylor this year, and I had, I couldn't watch. I was like, I there's too many memories. I throw up in my mouth every time. I just can't do it. I can't, uh, you know, that was too painful. The Vengeance Tour is coming back to Provo. Baylor's at BYU next year, so I think it's like it happened in 83 and then 84. Maybe I should I, run the flag out. I should run the yes, flag out that day. Yes. Kind of have a cathartic kind of like <laughs> – <laughs> that's a fantastic like a idea full circle moment where we just put it all away you know listen that's what we'll do to the to, to Baylor's credit and then we won't talk about Baylor anymore but but after that it started a run that we have not seen at BYU in a long time you didn't lose and then the next year Robbie didn't lose and won the national championship and what, what a special time to be one of the two quarterbacks to be in the mix during that run yeah and I think we we knew we were pretty good and, and like this year's team and like others through the years, you knew that you can't do it unless you're undefeated. And that's why Baylor is so painful because it happened so early. And then we had to kind of make up for it the rest of the year, trying to get claw back into the top 20 and try to do something special. So, and then handed it off to Robbie and Robbie just went to Pittsburgh and kind of, you know, just ran the table. There was a, and I remember I was in the USFL. So I didn't go to the NFL right away. And so I had to, I was, I, you guys know this, I was doing the games with your dad, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, and uh, um, I, I just, I feel like uh, watching that season, there was that, that, that constantly reminded me of the Baylor game, right? It's like, it's like, oh, they're going undefeated. And, well, you know, of course we didn't because we got beat by Baylor. And so it just kind of keeps going around in a, in a vicious circle, but it was an amazing time for BYU football, but it's amazing time now. I feel like very similar, very like, that's what I love about how it is right now at BYU is, uh, is it just feels, feels familiar. And I, every time I, uh, BYU football feels like the, what you just described was happening in 1984 and 83, uh, that, that familiarity is something I, cr I crave for BYU. And that's why I get so excited. We're with Steve Young on BYU Sports Nation, and let's talk about the head football coach that has now put BYU in this familiar position of winning and so much success, Steve. What does the contract extension of Kalani Satake, in your opinion, mean for the future of BYU as they transition into the Big 12? Well, Kalani is, you know, I, I give Kalani a lot of credit, as you probably, everyone should. Um, when he got hired, he was... Uh, raw, right? And in many ways. And uh, he has, we've, we've grown with him. I feel like I have, and, and I was a huge supporter of Kalani and what he wanted to do. Um, I think that he uh, brings a unique spirit to football, to the team, to player relationships, to, you know, and uh, he always says he, you know, Lavelle was his 
hero and he wants to be like Lavelle. And when I see him catching passes and running up and down the sidelines doing his thing, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I, I, that is not Lavelle. So I just want everyone to understand that that is not channeling Lavelle, the Lavelle that I knew, you know. Now, uh, Lavelle was a super funny guy that was way more humorous than you ever would imagine by his look on the sideline. But the idea that Kalani has fostered such success and found people around him to help him do it and then recognizing how how to how to use people in a way that uh, augments his like i'm great at some things i have some weaknesses and others and the vulnerability of kalani to see because everybody has that right and the best people the best humans figure out where my weaknesses are and how i can get supported and a lot of people don't ask that question they just you know i have a big stick and i'm the head coach and everybody just get out of the way. And uh, and I've never been, I've never responded to people like that. And uh, and I've had some coaches that were that way, but most of mine were very authentic, vulnerable, um, smart, uh, 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 you know, honest, good people. You know, I go back to even to, to Lavelle and to Bill Walsh and some of these forward-thinking people that were always doing things ahead of their time. And Kalani's relationship with with his teammates with him. And that's the way he looks at it. I think he doesn't look at it as the coach coach and players down here. Right. It's like me and my teammates, right? Like we're, we're partners and that partnership that he, that he, he forges with his players is you can feel it. It's deep and it's strong. And, and that's when we go out and play together. Uh, I feel it. I'm watching and I feel a connection to Kalani, you know, and I feel like I'm part of it. He does that. And that's a powerful thing. So to, to sign him up, uh, there's, I, you know, I know Dave Dunn, his agent, he's my, my Dave Dunn my, has been my agent for 30 years. And so, uh, and so I'm <laughs> intimately familiar with this, with this process. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people super interested in Kalani. Mm. Uh, and Kalani constantly said, I'm at BYU. And that's, and so I give Kalani a lot of credit for that. For, the, for getting back and getting this done. You know who else I give a lot of credit to is Tom Homo. Because Tom forged that relationship with Kalani, a trusting relationship so that Kalani could not want to look at elsewhere. There's a, Kalani is a, a hot prospect. People want him for all the things that we just described. Right? Yes. Like I, there's a lot of people like, you know, and now they're going to the big 12 and, and, and there's, not, there's not a team in the country that doesn't consider Kalani Satake as their head coach, as they had a, uh, have an opening. And I apologize for going long here, but it's just there's some emotion around it because of the good humans that, that are in the middle of this that have made this work. And so Tom has, uh, Tom's been a friend for 30 years too, since he tried to turn me into a defensive back in 1980, <laughs> whatever it was, when, when Doug Scoville told me he doesn't coach lefties. And so Bill uh, Lavelle goes, Well, I guess you better play safety. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, and then Tom Holmes started teaching me how to backpedal. I go, Tom, I hate this. He goes, oh, you'll like it. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. You get to go and run into people and you get to go tackle them and you get to go intercept passes. And I was like, Tom, no, this really stinks, Tom. I don't like this at all. Listen, you found, a way, anyway, to run, you found a way to run into people anyway at quarterback. Yeah, so. you run into people anyway, right? But so going back to Kalani, I just – so all of that is makes me super excited. And what I love about it is he's gathered people that we have made sure that we take care of, taken care of, including A-Rod, right? Because I feel like uh, A-Rod's a, a key 
future. And, and look, who are, who's after him? A lot of people. Like you watch BYU's offense, you're like, who's that? Who's running that? And then Kalani allows that to happen. And uh, so anyway, all of it feels like we're set to go and, and, and nothing, there's only green grass in front of us. And so getting Kalani back, obviously, pretty important. And I won't tear up about it, but I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Let's get one more big question in the buzz around here. And I remember last season, we talked to you a lot about Zach Wilson. Should he leave and should he should he go into the pros early? And he was going to be the number two overall pick, so that was a, a no-brainer as it evolved. Tyler Algier is not going to be the number two overall pick. He's got an opportunity to stay and play even two more years, or certainly one more year, or put his name in the draft and take a shot. Um, Steve Young, the agent, the athletic director, the parent, and the BYU fan – what what is your advice for young Tyler Algier? Uh, well, it's 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 it is personal this decision. Um, you know, we're we're taught as football players to always think about, you know, you're you're trying to create a, a, a career for yourself. You're trying to make a place for the on the team in college. So there's a part of it that's personal and part of it that's selfish in that way. Uh, and there's also this huge piece of the puzzle that, be, that football asks you to do where you're part of a team. So it's like this, I call it creative tension between the two. And so this is one of those decisions where it really is intimately your own, where you have to kind of figure it out with your family what's best. It's easy for me or you or anyone else to say, okay, Tyler, this is what you should do. Um, uh, but I think it goes, I remember when uh, Andrew Luck uh, was going to be the number one pick and uh, out of Stanford and I'm down the street from Stanford. So I was like pretty involved and just interested in what was going on. And Andrew said, well, I'm, I, I want to finish school. That's what I want to do. I'm going to stay because I told myself that's what I want. That was my goal. So I'm going to, I'm going to be on, I'm going to honor the goal that I had. And so does Tyler have a goal that he needs to honor? Cause that's what I would encourage him to do. I really admired Andrew for that. And I, I think that it, it paid dividends to Andrew because he was true to who, who, who he was. And so if Tyler has that kind of feeling in him, I wouldn't let anyone talk about himself out of it. Like, like in, in many ways, if you sense that that's what you want to do and you want to come back and that's what is in your gut, then, then don't, there's nothing else to do because people, because there's, because in the end you go pro for the challenge and for the money, right? That's the, there's the, cause you want to go face the ultimate challenge. That's number one. And that look, you're gonna get paid, and that's not that's that's not small, right? That's something that's like, wow, I could change the multi generational wealth for for my family, for my extended family. There's not a that's not a bad thing to think about, but in your gut, what do you what do you think you should do? And if your gut says I want to go back to school, then don't let anyone else in the agents or anyone else or anyone anywhere else tell you what. Or you know what? This ultimate challenge has been in my heart forever. I wanna I wanna try it, even if that's the case then we should have a discussion because I don't know if it's this year or next year. And running backs, you know, he should really study what running backs are doing in the league and what they're good at and yeah. the, what, you know, what, what running backs are successful, you know, wh whether it's Alvin Kamara or, you know, like who is, who are, who's doing a great job and what are those qualities and how would I fit just because everyone tells you, Oh, you'd be great in the pros. Tell you'll be great. You'll just, yeah. Wait a second. It's back up. What is order? Because running back is a place in the NFL where it can be a little bit of a commodity, where you might think that you're really good, but then it doesn't fit. 
And so you got to, I would make that study as well. And I, so I don't have a strong opinion about that, but I, I'm not trying to convince Tyler to stay. I just want to give him the space that if the people are trying to convince him that like, oh, it's, oh, you should go. It's the time. Like, I don't know. Hold on a second. What's in my gut. And, uh, and I would trust what I've seen about Tyler Algier and what I've seen him play. I have been so inspired when he ran down that, that, uh, and then, uh, uh, I mean, that's, all-timer. I know it's, All a, timer. It's, a, it's a highlight. I get that. But you think about what was in his heart to make him make that play. I love that guy. Whoever that is like, I didn't even, you don't even have to know him. You can watch that highlight and go, whoever that is, I love that guy. Yes. And so that is something that uh, um, I, you know, we all are, are, he took us along for the ride about who he is as a human being. And I'm on with Tyler Argyles or whatever, Algier, whatever he decides, I'm good with. Yeah, pretty incredible. Former walk-on linebacker, now in position to make a choice about whether to go pro as a running back or stay at BYU. And he was a huge part, obviously, of an unforgettable BYU football season that, yes, ended with a sour taste in the mouth against UAB in the Independence Bowl, Steve. But how will you view the season as a whole? Because I compared it to a really nice steak dinner the appetizers and salad were delicious the main course was really good except for maybe a few weird bites in the middle but then the dessert well the dessert just stunk so how do you view the season as a whole i see the season as a vital important piece to our growth uh and so that therefore i don't look at it and it's in its you know singular nature i don't like oh look at the season and judge it i see it in a bigger picture and go what did we gain? And we gained a lot. And in the middle of it, the Big 12, but I mean, which is, you know, existential, right? That we can, so we can say this is the greatest season ever in BYU because we got into the Big 12. So it doesn't really matter. But the way we played, think of the games, think of Utah, think about early on and just the excitement mm. that built what, what around the country, people who love college football now are walking around today going, oh, if you ask them, what do you think about BYU football? Oh, they are amazing. That's amazing what they're doing. You talk about familiar people that are around a few years. You're like, that, that's BYU. BYU is back. BYU is back in a way that's just very, you know, fundamental. So that's what this season was a, f- a fulfillment that it wasn't just a Zach Wilson's, you know, you know, juggernaut. That it was like this well, BYU is fundamental and substantive and we're going to be great. So in that way, I loved it. I will admit that was a terrible ending and shocking. And I was like, what in the world's going on? And I don't even want to spend much time on it because it was just, what are we doing? Uh, but um, I feel like this season was a great setup. We didn't get the get bowl game that we wanted. Maybe that's part of the problem. I'm a little disappointed in our reaction. But, you know, until we're in a big conference, we're not going to get a big bowl game. It's not going to happen. Right. So get over it. But hopefully in the near term, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, because we've been battling that for 38 years. <laughs> 38 years tonight, you beat a Power 5 team all tonight, by yourself. We've been battling getting into a bowl game that we think is is deserving of our record. And we've been, and we've been again, we've been complaining and moaning for, for all those years because we've never gotten it. And the truth is, there's a reason why, and we, and we have to be honest with ourselves, that reason is changing forever. So, But that leads to next year. I'm more nervous about next year than I can be about anything because <laughs> we, have, we have built an expectation, which I love, and I think there's a, a, there's a need to go be great, and this next season and the, next, the guys in the next season have to take up every inch of it, and we got to go do it. So 
I'm nervous for next year just because of this year. Steve, warmest wishes to you and your family in the holiday season. We know how busy you are this time of year. I hope you get some days off to enjoy that family time before you head back out for Monday Night Football. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I love the sweaters. By the way, we didn't get to talk about that. They're classic and terrible, so that's awesome. And, uh, I'm classic over here. This yeah. classic right here, I'm feeling. It's the ugly sweater party today. <laughs> it's awesome. They I sing. love it. It's awesome. I couldn't, I was like, I had to look away for a while. But then I've seen the, the detail in it and I've started to appreciate it. So I, 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 I took me took me a minute. But you guys are the best. You can tell I have a lot of heart for being on your show and love what you're doing. My son now at BYU, so I'm like, I'm I'm reconnected to everything, so I'm really happy about it. Hey, uh, say hi to Taysom for us when you see him Monday night for Monday Night Football. I won't see him. I'm not doing it. Oh, you're not doing it. Good Good But uh, Taysom's doing something, let's be honest, that's making people go, well, maybe, maybe it's Taysom, you know, which is kind of cool. So. Good luck to him on this on this playoff run. Can you imagine if they get the playoff? There's three games they should win. Get them all. Get in the playoffs. And who knows, right? Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. See you guys. Steve coming, Young on BYU Sports Nation. One big hitter to the next. Ashley Hatch coming up next as she celebrates her contract extension with us on BYU Sports Nation. What a great holiday show. Absolutely. And would you advocate for BYU to play in another bowl game? A bigger bowl game? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. He is Dave. I'm Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show at any point, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Should we whip it? Let's do it. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Dave, start us off. Would you advocate for BYU to play in another bowl game, a second bowl game this season? Uh, No, because of everything we just outlined. So many injuries for BYU football. I know the Gator Bowl is a draw New Year's Eve. It's against Wake Forest, a Power 5 team. Texas A&M had too many COVID players, so they can't go. No, this is not the year for BYU to play a second bowl game. It would be insane. Just the idea is nuts. No. Who could get 24 guys at the Richards building, put uniforms on them, send them into the Gator Bowl? Let five and seven Rutgers go and have their show on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Or Utah Stadium. Good luck, guys. How about this, Dave? Some breaking news of sorts in the NFL. Kai Nakua, former BYU football safety and, of course, older brother to Samson and Puka, just signed with Zach Wilson and the New York Jets to their active roster. He could start this Sunday. What do you think? Love the Nakuas, everything about them. Even if the National Guard went to the Jets, it wouldn't help those guys. <laughs> That's my reason. I love it for Kai because he's a guy that has been in the grind. He's been with a bunch of different teams with the Ravens, the Panthers, the Browns, and now he's with the Jets. I'm happy that he gets his opportunity to play. Now he's down here with the Jets. But the money's still green. Yes, it is. Nice job, Kai. Good luck. Mark Pope gets the Rothstein treatment. Do you like it? Hey, John Rothstein, college basketball analyst, has made a T-shirt. It says, Mark Pope keeping the faith. Every time BYU wins a game, he tweets out the same thing. It's a Rothsteinism. I like it. I I honestly considered buying one of those T-shirts last night when I saw it. No kidding. I also saw today that he wrote tonight's Vanderbilt game with BYU as one of the four games to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Across college basketball. 
Coming up, speaking of tonight's game, we're going to double down. I'm trying to lead the greatest comeback in the history of sports <laughs> And you don't even, you're not even on the show. I know, and I'm not getting any help from Shepard either, but, but we're trying. Guests are bringing it. Plus, Ashley Hatch on her new contract and the Golden Boot win. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Happy holidays, everyone, and a Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation alongside Dave McCann. I am Spencer Linton, hanging out in Studio B, and we are pleased to welcome in one of the top women's soccer players in the entire world. Her name is Ashley Hatch, proud BYU alum, Golden Boot winner in the NWSL, and a champion in that league. Ashley, congratulations on everything and happy holidays. Thank you. I think that was one of the best introductions I've ever had. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Happy to be here. I dare the Washington media to try and top that, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> Uh, let's start with what <laughs> happened yesterday. The timing of this interview is impeccable because you just signed a new two-year contract with the Washington Spirit, who won the NWSL championship. What do you think of your new contract and deal to move forward in Washington? Um, I'm super stoked. I'm, I'm really excited, and uh, especially coming off a championship year, to be able to come back to the Spirit and try and do something that's never been done before again um, is exciting. And we have a good group and I'm excited to continue to build with what we have. Ashley, you're a star on the national team as well, down in Australia with a couple of goals, uh, making a lot of headlines. How much fun is it representing the country in soccer? Oh, it's, it's so fun. It's hard to put into words, to be honest. Um, I was just really grateful and humbled for the opportunity, not only to start, but to be able to net my first goal <laughs> for the national team and just excited to continue to push myself to be um, available for that team whenever they need me. I think that first goal took 30 seconds or something <laughs> like that. Is that that's, what a quick strike. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. <laughs> now, I want to go back to that moment. Uh, take us to the quick goal, because you have two now uh, as a cap uh, for the national team. But what what happened in that moment? Because I felt like I blinked, and then it was 1-0. <laughs> I feel like I blinked, too, and it was 1-0, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but, yeah, it was just a quick start, and the ball, um, Lynn Williams got it over the defender, and it happened to bounce in front of me. And I was like, okay, here we go, like – this is the chance. I mean, I always tell myself in tough games, like it only takes one and that was the one and you never know when it's going to come. And it came super early. So I was just uh, grateful that I was ready for it and able to put it in the back of the net. Well, the sky is the limit uh, for you with the national team. The world cup is in 2023. Interestingly, the same year BYU joins the big 12. So as the Cougars join the big 12, uh, what's your shot at representing the country at the world cup? Do you feel good about that? Uh, I mean, after last camp, I do, but I mean, you know, you never know. It's such a competitive team and the, I mean, best team in the world. So um, that's definitely something I'm striving for. And I mean, I have a training session after this, so I'm, you know, prepping now to just be ready for when, if that opportunity presents itself and just be my best. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a goal of mine, but you never know. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Ashley Hatch is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You're the golden boot winner in the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, on top of winning a team championship. What has changed for you in your game to allow you to go next level and lead the league in scoring? Um, I mean, this past year, I mean, the COVID year kind of messed with everyone's season, but it also allowed me to take a step back and evaluate my game. I mean, because we couldn't play as much as we normally do, I watched a lot of film, um, talked to my coaches. Um, Chris Ward, who is now our head coach, um, has helped me just be in better positions, be a little bit more proactive, start my movements and my runs a little bit sooner. Um, just little tweaks like that to give myself better chances to find the back of the net. So I think that's helped a lot and just lots of practice, lots of reps, and also just self-confidence. I think um, finally believing in myself a little bit more has also helped contribute to my success. So where does one put a golden boot? And do you have to win a second one to have the pair before you can wear it out on the town? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I actually, I don't have it yet. They haven't like embroidered my name on it. <laughs> so they're like, here you go, take pictures with it. Then we're gonna embroider it and like send it to you. So I was actually gonna like give it to my parents and let them put it in their house somewhere because <laughs> it's pretty cool. So, but yeah, I guess I have to win, win it again to get the other pair. <laughs> Some people have a leg lamp that they like to put out for the holidays. Yep. Your parents will have a golden boot. <laughs> I love that. Ashley, as you watched BYU women's soccer now transitioning to your alma mater, make their run to their first ever college cup in the national championship, what types of emotions did you feel? Oh, all the emotions. It, it was, I don't know. It was so fun to be able to watch them make it all the way. And in my biased opinion, I felt like they were the better team, but that can stay between us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it's just really cool to see the program develop and get the respect they deserve. And there's no doubt in my mind that BYU and soccer can be a team that make it to the final four, make it to the championship every single year. And I think the cool part about it is they now set the new standard um, for the longest time when I was there. I can't remember. I think it was like the elite eight, uh, Lindsay Lizenby, her, her class. That was like, that was our standard. They've now beat that standard and they now made it to the national championships. So the new standard is making it to the championship and winning. So I think that's really cool. And I think um, the sky's the limit for that program. So I'm excited to continue to watch them. Ashley, you are the standard for professional soccer. You got Michaela Coulihan and Cameron Tucker coming into the league. What advice do you have for them as they become professionals? Um, I, I would say just be a sponge. Learn from others around you and just work hard. Um, I think the hardest part for um, rookies specifically is coming from a, like a stellar college career and then coming in and playing with these pros who – have been playing professionally at the highest level for five, six, seven years, and they have so much experience. So the more you, the sooner you can learn from them, ask questions, and kind of take whatever works for them and apply it to your game, but also be yourself. Um, the quicker you'll be able to find yourself within a league of so many superstars. Ashley, you have a camp coming up, and I'm not sure whether I should call it a football camp or a soccer camp. You can tell us in that regard because we are still in America, but you've got a camp coming up. Tell us about it and how yeah. people can get involved with that. 
Yeah, so Brie, my sister and I were doing a camp January 7th and 8th here in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, there's two sessions uh, each day, one for the younger kids, one for the older like high school girls. And we're really excited. Going to be doing a lot of stuff that I do, um, lots of technical work and lots of games and lots of fun. So if you know anyone that's in Arizona, come on out and uh, we're excited. We know Cougar Nation is well and represented. You can find it. You can find the link. You can find the link on my Instagram handle. So there you go. That's awesome. where you sign up. <laughs> it's Christmas time. You're home for the holidays. It's a it's a wonderful time of year. What what does this season mean to you? Oh, it means so much. I mean, because of my career, I'm not able to be home for a lot of things. So. Um, to be able to be home with my family and spend a good amount of time together, it means a lot. So I really cherish these moments. Love that. Ashley, for the record, um, when you win another Golden Boot, if you decide not to keep it in your house, we've got a nice place in Studio B for it. We can display it All on right. national television every day. Just throwing that out there. It's an idea. Okay. <laughs> very, very tempting. Fantastic. Hey, we wish you the best of luck moving forward with your camps and the United States Women's National Soccer Team, not to mention uh, your uh, league play in the NWSL. Thanks, Ashley. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. That's fantastic. Ashley Hatch with us on BYU Sports Nation. One of the best. What's crazy is she's talking about camps. I remember when she was recruited to BYU and showed up as a freshman because I was calling those games, Dave. And you said You're way too young for that. I, you said off the air moments ago, you know what? She just got better as a pro. We're just getting older. <laughs> what a great, uh, what a great representative of BYU. Ashley, thanks. Coming up, our rise and shout outs to Christmas. Tis the season. Uh, Dave, you know, I, I would rather just skip over the double downs from last night's BYU oh, we, basketball game. We are not skipping the double downs. <laughs> but you did some work. Details on that. This is BYU Sports Station. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Dave, it's time to recap and give out our new double down picks. Frankly, they were terrible last night, aside from something you did. Listen, the game was terrible. Let's be honest. More on that. We're contractually obligated to rehash these. <laughs> we'll start with Jerem, who went 0 for 2 as BYU. He said would uh, shoot better than 42%. They didn't, 36%. He also thought Seneca Knight was going to score 10 points. Seneca didn't. He scored two, and it was a buzzer beater right before halftime. And the other team actually scored it. You know, yeah, they tipped it in, kind they of. They knocked it in. Thanks, South Florida. All right, I had BYU would uh, be plus 10 in the rebounds. They dominated 48 to 30. Plus 18. Take a point there. I had Luca scoring 20 after seeing that hat on our show from the beach yesterday. That was not an inspiration. <laughs> he had four, four points, so no bonus there for me. He struggled. He's got to be better tonight. Uh, I was on the cusp of something great, but just ended up frustrated. <laughs> I said BYU would have four players in double figures. They had three, and Caleb Boner had nine points. Uh, he needed one point for me to get there. Didn't happen. Number two, I said BYU will have a double-digit lead at halftime. They naturally had a nine-point lead at halftime. It's like you built Frosty the Snowman. You just didn't have the magic hat. No, I didn't have the magic hat. So after that, Jerem's still in front, 22 to 11. Dave, you got a point for the, you and the guests, so you're at five. Five. Okay, here are Jerem's picks for tonight's game against Vanderbilt. Okay. Number one, he says Scotty Pippen Jr., SEC preseason player of the year, will score 17 or fewer points. And he said, number two, the first team to 66 will win the game. Okay. I've got Barcelo and Lucas combining for 35. They combined Ooh. for 14 last night. So they got to be better tonight. And 
BYU has 16 turnovers last night. They'll have fewer than Vanderbilt tonight. All right, bounce I don't know back. if that's 50, 49, or whatever, but <laughs> fewer, fewer than Vanderbilt. Fewer than Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right, number one for me, Caleb Lohner, who had a career-high 14 rebounds last night because USF could not make a shot. He averages seven and a half rebounds a game. He's going to have double figures. He's going to have at least 10 rebounds again for number one. And BYU will shoot 36% or better from the three-point line. They average 35%. They shot 27% from the three-point line last night. So I'm hoping that Caleb rebounds and BYU makes some more threes. I'm hoping that too. Even if you get points, I'm hoping as a viewer Thank you. that that happens. Appreciate right. that. Our question of the day and the response, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. <laughs> this is from at Kipnick Kent. Dear Santa, I'm as high as a kite over the Big 12 invite. And so happy you know we beat our foe. And happier I'd be twins. Any happier I'd be twins about our 10 wins and feeling right, Bronny, about keeping Kalani. Now this Christmas, one thing will make my heart sing. Just one more year with Tyler Algier. Hashtag BYUSA. <laughs> Nice job. That took a lot of thought and effort. And a poem from at Kip Kent. It was fantastic. I think it captured everything. Well, and encompassing all of it, the last line, or the last stanza, really, just one more year with Tyler Algier. You can feel the pleading. Right? <laughs> Loved what Steve Young had to say about Tyler Algier. And you can watch this show again on our app uh, if you missed it. Fantastic. 22-minute interview with the GOAT. Steve Young. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And we want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. No live BYU Sports Nation tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Unbelievably, we uh, we get that day off, Dave. And and you've deserved it. You know, so we... Uh, you it's know, a Christmas miracle. It really is. <laughs> but uh, we love all of you. We appreciate your support and constantly watching the show. And... Uh, Guys, shout out to you, Dave, for hanging out with me the last two days. Hey, it's been great. My pleasure. Merry Christmas, everybody. Special shout out to Steve Young and Ashley Hatch joining us today. Two superstars. Absolutely. And Merry Christmas, Dennis Pitta. We're extending an olive branch, right, to Dennis? We love you, Dennis. For Dave McCann, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Eddie Stinnett for throwing that pass back in 83. You can do it, Eddie. Go Cougs.